Thursday Finance. And a question for you, Brett Hall, as we start off the program today. Oh. House prices, they seem to be going, heading for records well and truly in this area. Yeah, that's right. We've seen some um, some records recently in uh, Bar Beach and, and Mayfield. Um, I think there was a, a place in Bar Beach sold for $4.7 million recently and then Mayfield uh, $1.1 million house sold recently. And um, yeah, definitely some, some records set. I mean, our, in our area. Is that going uh, for apartments, for units as well? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, mean, I think listeners will be well aware of what's going on in, in revitalisation of the city and the number of apartments that are being built. And, you know, the the, the prices have been quite strong in, in the unit um, market as well. So. so is it to be expected that we follow in Sydney's footsteps and head upwards? Um, I think to a certain extent. Obviously, um, th- there are some people being priced out of the market in Sydney or, or uh, retirees or people approaching retirement looking for other areas outside of Sydney and cashing in their properties in those um, you know, in, in the cities and, and coming to more uh, regional areas and um, buying cheaper real estate. So that's part of it, yeah. That's part of it. Mm. Is it likely to continue? Well, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, one... one one factor is obviously supply and demand, and you know, with a lot of the apartments being built, um, we're going to have a lot of supply. Um, but you know, if the demand is there, then perhaps they will. Um, the prices will be supported. Um, another factor is obviously interest rates, um, and we'll touch on that with Henry um, when we when we have a chat with Henry shortly. And um, you know, obviously, what interest rates do in the future will will affect. That as well. Yes, they certainly will, won't they? <laughs> Give people pause. Yeah. In the meantime, are people buying things like gold? Yeah, that's right. So um, the, the gold price has actually been quite flat um, over the week. I mean, across the um, commodities and currencies this week, it has been, um, I mean, we've had a little bit of fluctuation, but week on week, so comparing to what the prices last week, um, everything's quite been quite stable across that, um, you know, in comparison for the week. We've had some fluctuations during the week, but in comparing to last week, it's um, quite flat. So... Gold this week um, is actually down 1%, and um, these are in Australian dollars. So one ounce uh, will cost you 1573 Um Copper is uh, 7876 um, per tonne, and that's flat on last week. Um, nickel, uh, 15504 and tin, 28558 Now moving on to currencies. Um, one Australian dollar will buy you 74.84 US dollars, um, which is up 1%. Uh, last week, but we've seen a bit of fluctuation during the week, but up 1% on last week. Um, then it will, one Australian dollar buys you um, yuan 5.14, and the New Zealand dollar um, flat on last week at dollar and four. Um, the euro, it's um, almost the same as last week and buys you, um, one Australian dollar buys you 0.69 euros, and the Canadian dollar almost even at 99.9. Now, the indices, um, so the All Ordinaries um, had a small gain this week and uh, the market's actually doing well this morning. So uh, the market, so the All Ordinaries Index in Australia, 5,535. Um, in the US, um, had 2% gain on last week. It's at 19,549. Um, the NASDAQ, 5,393. In the UK, it's up 1.7% um, at 6,902. Confidence building continuingly. Yes, yes that's right. Continuously. <laughs> um, in Japan, the Nikkei at 18,496. And China, Hang Seng, um, just flat on last week at 22,800. Now, the oil price in US, uh, sorry, in Australian dollars, um, buys, uh, cost is, the current price is uh, $70.84, um, which is uh, one on last week, um, up 1%. Mm-hmm. Now, the uh, fuel prices, yes. so um, unleaded, um, these come from the NRMA, 
So in the Central Coast, um, $1.24 per litre, Newcastle $1.22, and in Sydney $1.32, which is actually up quite significantly in Sydney on last week. Then diesel um, on the Central Coast, $1.22, in Newcastle $1.21, and Sydney $1.20, and all pretty flat from last week. Mm, So we should be quite happy to go out and buy some more, fill up the tank, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do you think it's going to go up for Christmas? Just... <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> Time when we get a market update. Brett Hall, we're turning to Henry Jennings from the Marcus Today Financial Newsletter. Yes, Henry, we've, um, we've seen a drop in the consumer spending this September quarter, and uh, which was a bit concerning. Um, yeah, hi, Brett. Um, hi. And more, good afternoon to all the listeners. Yes, uh, well, we've seen some interesting economic numbers, I guess, in the last uh, couple of days. Uh, I guess the big daddy of them all yesterday was the uh, the GDP number. So mm-hmm. that, that came in at uh, 0.5% down, which is the, the first, uh, well, it's, it's kind of the worst reading for 25 years if you take out some of the, the one-off events like GFC, etc. So mm-hmm. um, not good news for the government and certainly um, the jobs and growth does seem to be lacking. Um, yeah. We have seen consumer confidence bounce about all over the place, mm-hmm. um, but um, certainly we're, we're finishing the year a little bit squidgy, I think you would have to say, although these numbers are sort of in hindsight yep. um, rather than leading indicators. So mm-hmm. um, if you looked at the stock market, which is uh, powering ahead mm. um, and that seemed to completely ignore the GDP number yesterday, yep. um, then you would never believe that we had... Uh, uh, September of negative growth, so um, the RBA certainly doesn't seem to be particularly worried at the moment, yep. and uh, they're on uh, summer chill till um, February. I'm interested in this technical term, squidgy. Squidgy? That <laughs> is a technical term. You're right, Jane. It's a, it's a very um, te- it's an economic term, squidgy. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, and and obviously looking into 2017, and it's almost here. Um, yes. Predictions for the economy for 2017. Much the same? Um, I think much the same, really. Mm. I think we're going to get a bit of a boost from the, um, the current commodity run, um, which should probably push the dollar up. Yep. But countering that will be the US dollar going up as well. So we'll probably uh, mull about sort of where we are. I think we won't see any interest rate cuts or any interest rate rises in 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're going to see some massive variations in terms of equities, in terms of sectors, in terms of stock performance. Um, This year we've had massive outperformance from uh, the resource stocks, especially in the latter half of the year. Um, And all those market darlings that we had in the beginning of the year um, have all been dramatically smacked um, in the the second half of the year. So we may get a little bit more equilibrium return and we may see some bargain hunting in the the dogs Mm -hmm. and some money taken off the table in those... um, Mm. going to kind of um, be a, 
I guess, a selfish president for the U.S., um, and we're already seeing him taking swipes at China um, and upsetting kind of the normal diplomacy and the normal status quo. So I think it's going to be an interesting year again and, and lots of volatility probably. Yeah, that's right. And I think um, he'd he taken a um, bit of a swipe at Boeing, um, the aircraft manufacturer, on yeah, Twitter. Well, I, mean, I guess the thing to, uh, to remember with Donald Trump is he, he is a populist. I mean, he was elected as a populist. Um, his policies are um, ones that are kind of press all the right buttons and, and having a swipe at Boeing, um, you know, a big corporation uh, where they're building his Air Force One mm. um, for an extortionate amount of money is a kind of a nice, easy target. Yep. Plays well to the people. Mm -hmm. um, he also had a go at uh, biotechs last night as well yep. in terms of how expensive new drugs and even old drugs have become. Again, this is another sort of popular um, thing with the people. And uh, He was named uh, Person of the Year by Time magazine. His approval rating is up 17% since August. So I think mm. we're going to see more of these kind of buttons being pushed yep. uh, in terms of uh, you know, getting popular, mm -hmm. uh, the populist sort of side on, on side. Yep, that's right. And mm. probably building confidence in, in the US, do you think? Well, you know, if, if, if you say you're going to make America great again yep. and you say you're going to you know, do everybody else down, mm -hmm. um, Americans are a very patriotic lot. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and they vote with their feet, they vote with their money. Their money at the moment is going into the U.S. Um, stock market. Um, and if that goes up, confidence will flow. People's yep. 401ks will do well, um, which is like the self-managed super fund kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, the, the kind of, that confidence builds on itself and it becomes an arrogant swagger, yep. I guess, which we all love Americans for. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes. <laughs> so, um, you know, making America great again um, could be really good for the US. It could be not so good for other parts of the, the global economy, but, um, you know, we'll wait and see how it all plays out. Yes, that's right. So, um, you, you touched briefly on interest rates earlier, saying that um, you, you don't expect uh, much to change in 2017. In Newcastle, we've seen some uh, record house prices here, and um, it seems, you know, the market here is quite strong still. Um, do you know house prices you know, in Australia, do you see them sort of staying where they are? Any thoughts? Well, I hope not, because they are completely ridiculous. They have been forced from reality. And I feel very sorry for my, um, my children, mm. who will never be able to afford a house if they, if they don't marry particularly well or tap me on the shoulder. <laughs> um, it's, 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 it's tough mm. out there. You know, we've yeah, got definitely. record house prices. Yep. Um, you know, interest rates from the RBA really and truly are kind of a bit divorced from reality. What they do yep. is not what the rest of the world does. Um, it's kind of a good headline number, but the banks get a lot of their funding from overseas and a lot of other sources, mm -hmm. and we are already seeing the banks um, yep. squeezing or squidging, um <laughs> their, um, their, their interest rates higher. Yep. Um, and this is going to take some of the steam out of the property market. Um, you know, I wrote the other day that the, the problem the banks have is that um, if, if they were to raise it too quickly by too much um, and they pulled back on their lending, they would form a bit of a, a panic station with, uh, with property, and they don't want to do that because they have a vested interest. So it's a bit like the boiling frog. They have to make sure that the frog is in the water and that the water's cold and then gradually raise the temperature mm -hmm. as opposed to just dropping the frog in the boiling water and watching it jump out again because um, you know everyone is so indebted on mortgages because house yeah. prices are so huge yep. that um, any move upwards is going to have a massive, massive impact 
on their um, their mortgage repayments and their and their, you know the people are, are very much sort of teetering on the fulcrum between good and bad and you push them too far one way and uh, the, the, the spillover can be um, far more of a consequence than you ever thought possible. So yeah, that's right. It, it's, I think interest rates very much the boiling frog and, and you know we'll see them gradually gradually move up yep. um, in the U.S. and globally. Uh, as, the, as the world kind of reflates after eight years of, uh, of, of low interest rate stimulus and, and accommodative monetary policy. Yep. yep, yep. Well, thanks, Henry. We're going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and um, have a chat about uh, Bunnings and TPG. Yeah, why not? Brett Hall with Henry Jennings. Yes, Henry, we uh, saw a um, shocked uh, resignation or um, stepping down from the uh, Bunnings boss, John Gillum. Yes, it, it was a bit of a shock. He's been at uh, been at West Farmers for twenty odd years. He's been at the helm of Bunnings for the last twelve, um, during which time he's transformed the company into a, a sort of an earnings machine of around one point two billion dollars. So mm. he's done a stunningly brilliant job. Um, and he announced yesterday that he was going to leave the company um, for personal reasons. So um, he's going to be available as an advisor or as a consultant. Mm-hmm. Um, I suspect he will get snapped up by some global retailer for a huge amount of money. There does seem to be some uh, issues with uh, transition in terms of the CEO, Richard Goida, who's been at the helm of West Farmers for many years. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, there does seem to be, well, I guess, a little bit of a sort of a, a power struggle as who's going to be the, the man anointed to take over yep. from Richard Goyer going, going forward. Um, and there were some suggestions that John Gillum uh, sort of had missed out um, and was taking his bat and ball and, and was going elsewhere. But it, that does seem to be a bit of an overreaction. It may just be that, uh, you know, like John Key in New Zealand, he wanted to quit at the top. Yep. Um, he wanted to go out while things were going well. He's a mm-hmm. young man. Maybe he has ambitions um, elsewhere. Something, so. something, something bigger and better, possibly. Yeah, well, bigger and better. It's hard to imagine anything bigger and better than Bunnings. <laughs> <the best places. laughs> That's right. So um, TPG, the um, the share price hasn't done well in the last couple of months. It's something, down something like 40% since September. Yeah. Um, the AGM was on yesterday, and investors were asking questions and hoping for some good news. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I have to say, I mean, TPG has been... Uh, somewhat of a disappointment, as has mm. Focus and a number of those uh, companies. The problem that they've had, um, I guess, to some extent, is um, is indigestion. They've spent a lot of time rolling up and acquiring businesses, um, which does drive growth, um, and that sort of growth has collided spectacularly with the reality of the NBN, which does tend to um, level the playing field, shall we say, mm-hmm. for, for all participants. Um, and as a recent NBN convert, I can say categorically that it is absolutely hopeless and that these guys really have some serious issues with their billing. I don't know whether that applies to TPG, but certainly Vocus does. Mm-hmm. And I think the market has been spooked uh, by the Vocus downgrade. It's been spooked by uh, TPG. Yesterday, David Teo, who's the, uh, the head honcho and, and the major shareholder in TPG, kind of, uh, did uh, do his best to, to put confidence back in investors, and the stock did bounce quite considerably. Mm-hmm. Um, it remains to be seen whether that will continue, but certainly um, the NBN is a very disruptive force in the in the business model of a lot of these telcos because it does tend to squeeze margins and it does then become a commodity. It's a bit like water. Um, You know, you turn on a tap and you expect water. You turn on your computer and you expect um, phenomenally fast speeds with Mm. three 
um, you know, with, with downloads uh, to the uh, till the cows come home, and uh, all your phone services. So it becomes a commodity. So it becomes very hard to differentiate yes. between uh, one provider and another provider if it's kind yep. of ubiquitous. So yep, that, that's, that, that's the problem they have to overcome. I think it's probably both of them are due for a bounce as we head towards the end of the year. But certainly mm. uh, they have some problems going forward. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, and lastly, BHP's made an acquisition in Mexico, which sounds yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, beaten, uh, beaten off some of the big boys um, mm. with a, with an acquisition in the Gulf of Mexico. Um, you know, BHP's been an absolute star performer um, in the last uh, well this, this year. Last I think month. it's outperformed the index by by thirty seven odd percent, which has been mm. pretty impressive. So, um, you know, the, the deal they've done um, in the Gulf of Mexico is, is a thing called the Trion Discovery. Um, they've managed to uh, to get themselves in there with uh, a firm called Pemex, uh, which is uh, part of the uh, the, the Mexican um, government oil company, mm-hmm. and um, they're talking about it could supply 10% of the company's oil going forward. So it's a big project. Nice. I think from memory, it's going to cost 11 billion dollars or something to uh, to develop over the time. Yep. Um, so it's, it's not small, and they've managed to beat off all the the uh, Exxon's and the, those sorts of players. So it's, it's it's going to require some money, um, and I guess um, you know the Gulf of Mexico has some interesting, um, interesting memories for some of these big, uh, big players. But there's, you know, there's a lot of oil there, and there's a lot of people that are, are looking for it. But BHP back up to 26 bucks, still looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, and iron ore, you know, 82 dollars a ton. So yep. um, you know, it's been a it's been a phenomenal ride for BHP this year, which bottomed around you know, 14, 15 dollars, 15.07 was mm-hmm. the kind of the, uh, the the low of them on a, on a daily basis. So. Yeah, and here we are at 26 bucks. Yeah, so. that's right. It's good news. It's great news. A lot of people have BHP. A lot of people like BHP. Can't, can't argue with them either. That's right. Well, thank you, Henry. As My always, pleasure. privilege to have Mandy Barton from the Department of Human Resources, which some of us know as Centrelink, with us. And Brett Hall, we're going to talk about the Seniors Health Card. Yes, that's right. Um, yes, Mandy, we've, we've had a few inquiries lately. Um, about the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. Um, so maybe perhaps start off with what are the, the benefits of, um, of having that card? Well, the primary benefit of the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card is the discounts that are applied to pharmaceutical benefits. Mm-hmm. So any medications, prescription medications that a person requires that are listed on the pharmaceutical benefit scheme um, are available to the holders of the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card at a reduced price. Mm-hmm. And some other benefits, so bulk billing, I think, is another one? Well, it's it's up to the discretion of the doctors to provide bulk billing with right. the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. Mm-hmm. Um, the, some other medical um, treatments, expenses may also be available. Yep. And in some states, there are actually other concessions applied to, um, to holders of the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card, but that is up to the discretion of the providers, so yep. with um, local governments, etc. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we don't see a lot of discounts within um, New South Wales for Commonwealth Seniors Health Card holders in respect of land rates, yep. um, electricity, etc. So the primary benefit we tend to see here is the reduced price medications. Yep. Great. And um, eligibility. So, um, you know, who, who's eligible for the, for the card? Okay, so the first rule for the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card, of course, is that it is an age-based card. Mm-hmm. So to make an application for the health card, the customer customer must have already reached age, pension age. So currently we're looking at 65 um, and moving up to 65 and a half soon. Um, mm-hmm. in, otherwise, it's... Um, Residents, the person must be a resident of Australia to be qualified for the card. Yep. So I believe there's also, so it's not asset 
assets uh, tested, that's mm-hmm. income tested only? That's right, yes. Yep. There's no asset test applied to Commonwealth Seniors Health Card. What we have is something called the Adjusted Taxable Income Test. Mm-hmm. So um, Adjusted yeah. Taxable Income, we look at the person's taxable income mm-hmm. as based on their income tax return. Yep. But then we also apply some additional amounts to that. Yep. Um, so we're looking at investment losses and yep. rental property losses, and we actually add those back on to yep. the taxable income. Yep. Um, we also look at some foreign income being mm-hmm. added back in. Yep. And a big one is reportable superannuation contributions. So where a customer can salary sacrifice um, part of their wage to superannuation, that reduces the taxable income. Mm-hmm. We do actually add those reportable superannuation contributions back on to yep. adjusted taxable income. Yep. So um, I believe there were some changes um, around the um, the way that superannuation pensions are, um, are assessed and that they're, they're deemed... Yeah, so for for the purposes of the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card, anyone making application for that card now, included in adjusted taxable income is also um, deeming of account-based income streams. Mm -hmm. So if a customer is making application for the card and they hold an account-based income stream, so an allocated pension or account-based pension, we we don't look at the income they're drawing from that, but we apply deeming rules to that. Mm -hmm. So deeming is where we assume interest on the balance of the card. So that's also added on to that adjusted taxable income. Um, And then to be eligible for that um, card, your income must be below a certain threshold. So currently, for a single person, the income must be below $52,796 per annum. Mm-hmm. And for couples, its combined income must be below $84,472 per annum. Yep. So just going back to the, the Deming for a minute. So it, it um, you know, if someone has a income stream from a pension, uh, from a superannuation pension, um, that's not included. But looking at the, the balance of the uh, of the pool of assets that pay that pension, and that's what's then applied at some, some rates um, provided by... Um, by Centrelink and to work out essentially what, what income needs to be included. That's right. So those yeah. those deeming rates are not actually determined by Centrelink. They're determined yep. by the government. Yep. Um, so the, the deeming rates currently are 1.75% mm-hmm. um, and we have a low threshold that that's applied to. So for yep. single customers, that's the first uh, $49,200 deemed at 1.75%. Mm-hmm. And for couples, it's the first 81600 combined. And then the high deeming rate is 3.25%. Okay, excellent. So we might just take a short break and then we'll come back and ask a few more questions. The Commonwealth Seniors Health Card is at the top of our list at the moment with Mandy Barton from Centrelink. Brett Hall. Yes, Mandy. So um, if any of our listeners think they're eligible um, and don't have a card already, how, how do they apply? The best way to apply for a Commonwealth Seniors Health Card is online. Um, so you can visit the, my, the um, MyGov website, my.gov.au. They need to register for MyGov mm-hmm. um, and they can apply for any Centrelink payment or service um, through their MyGov account. So the Commonwealth Seniors Health Card yep. is best to be applied for online. Yep. So then if, if someone's eligible um, or existing cardholders, um, is there something they need to do regularly, um, updating Centrelink or annually? Is there anything that needs to happen? No, they don't really need to be doing any regular updates as such. They, mm-hmm. um, they provide their tax file number at the time they make application for payment. So their um, 
tax is checked annually to ensure yep. they're still meeting um, the thresholds. We will contact them if we need any further information. Mm-hmm. Um, they may wish to annually update the balance of their account-based pensions, yeah. certainly, because that yep. deeming is included yep. um, in the assessment. Yep. Um, if a customer so. on a Commonwealth Seniors Health Card is looking to travel overseas, mm-hmm. they only need to let us know if they're going for a period of more than 19 weeks. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So um, just moving on a little bit. So the pension assets test mm. um, has about to change from January. Very soon. And um, so maybe a very quick snapshot of what those changes are and how people, if you know, if it affects them, um, if they're concerned about it, what they can do. Well, customers would have um, received, customers who will may be impacted by these changes will have received mm. one letter. Um, earlier this year, they would have received a letter telling them that there are some changes and that mm-hmm. it may impact them. Uh, just in the last week, the letters have been sent out to customers who are going to have a, a change, change in their rate of payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so they'll all be hitting letterboxes right now. Mm-hmm. Um, generally speaking, what's happening is the the assets test is being changed. So the thresholds in in the level of assets a person can hold before it impacts entitlement is increasing. Mm-hmm. And the for pensioners, the taper rate, which is the rate at which the pension reduces, is doubling. Yep. So that's actually reducing the cutout points for pensioners. Yep. So, But it is a, a change that is positive for many thousands of customers. Yep. Many of our customers will receive increases to their payment because of the change. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we do also have customers who are being negatively impacted, having some reductions in payment and yep. certainly some being cancelled. Yep. So if... Um, um, it's important for, I guess, um, for listeners, um, if they're, you know, in this, um, are going to be affected, they need to make sure that the information that Centrelink has about them is is correct. Isn't Absolutely, right? yes. So, so just people who've received their letters um, in the last week, if they're having changes to their payment, they should just log on through their MyGov account and yep. just ensure that the information we have online um, on their Centrelink records is up to date yep. um, to ensure that those correct rates of payment are applied. Yep. So, again, people who have received the letters advising them that what their pension will be from the 1st of January, Mm-hmm. If the information we hold on our records is a little bit out of date, there's still plenty of time for them to update that between mm-hmm. now and the end of the year. Yep. And that rate of payment that they receive from the 1st of January will actually be a little bit different to what's in their letters. Yep. Okay, great. So if people need more information, um, I think you've got some um, seminars running. We have. We've um, put on, due to popular demand, we've had lots mm-hmm. of um, customers coming along to the free seminars that we have been running, and we've added two additional seminars to our schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've got two seminars sched- scheduled for next Friday, the 16th of December. They're both actually running from Cardiff RSL Club. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a 10 a.m. session and a 12 midday session. So they're free seminars to explain the changes and how they may impact customers. Yep. To book into those seminars, we encourage people to send an email to fis.seminar.bookings at humanservices.gov.au or customers can ring a specialist seminar booking line on Mm -hmm. 136 Three five seven to book in. Excellent, and it's compulsory to to pre book for those. We do we do ask customers to pre book just so that we have enough seating, and we do provide tea, coffee, and biscuits. So we prefer people to book in. Yeah, great. Can you just tell us that email address again, Mandy? It's fizz f i s dot seminar dot bookings at humanservices.gov.au. Excellent. Well, thank you, Mandy. We really appreciate uh, your time today. It's very informative as always. Thank you. Indeed. And um, yes, wish you a very happy Christmas. Yes, and you and the listeners. (laughs) Thank you. And that is...
pretty well. Fine. The Thursday finance for today. Thank you, Brett Hall. No worries. Thanks. Thank you, Mandy Barton. And of course, this program will be available on podcast in the not too distant future through 2NURFM.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well being, pet care, finance, business, and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.